Hey gang, welcome back to Voices in My Head. Just a couple of quick housekeeping things before we start. I hope you've been enjoying Voices in My Head and all the guests that we've been having week after week on this podcast. And if you are, would you please go to iTunes and leave us a podcast review for this podcast. It helps us to gain visibility, it helps us to get more listeners, and it helps me to know what kind of shows you've been enjoying and what you'd like to hear more of. Secondly, if you're able to help out at all in the way of sponsorship, you can go to rickleejames.com or voicesinmyheadpodcast.com, click on the tip jar and sponsorship link, and you can find out there how to give to this podcast. Uh, And I don't like to just ask for something for nothing. So since it costs roughly $11 a show in order to produce this podcast, if you donate $11 or more, I'm going to send you a way to get 11 free songs that I've never before released. 11 free tracks anyway. Some of them are songs I've released, but these are like live recordings, and some of them are unreleased songs. Some of them are things that pertain specifically to the podcast you can't get anywhere else. They're not on CDs, they're not on iTunes, they're not on the internet anywhere, except with this code that I'm going to give you. So if you donate $11 or more, you get 11 tracks. So just my way of saying thank you, and I hope you'll be able to support us. Now, with that being out of the way, I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here at Voices in My Head. Live from Springfield, Ohio, it's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick James and you're listening to Voices in My Head. If you hear this voice today, do not turn in the window. Hello, welcome back to Voices in My Head. I am Rick Lee James, your host, and this is episode number 56. My guest today is singer, songwriter, and just all-around great guy, Matt Scott. Matt's got a great new album we're going to be talking about today, and I'm going to be sharing some tracks with you, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And our question of the week actually was inspired by Matt, because his new album, Poets and Saints, has a lot to do with hymns, and uh, had a hymn question that we're going to get to in just a few minutes, but we got a lot of music today. I didn't get to share this, really, with uh, having the baby and everything. I I didn't even think to uh, let you guys hear this or promote it or anything, but on December 28th of 2012 I did a radio uh, guest appearance with my friend Mandy Holcomb and live on air we uh, we did a song that we recorded together and released on my album Changes called Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, now I'm going to play that for you today because I know a lot of you don't live local or weren't able to hear that radio show when I was on there. But I want to thank WEEC for having me. They're always so gracious. And um, I played piano on this track. Things are not mixed super well because it is kind of a live radio show thing. Uh, but once we get going into it, I think you'll you'll find that it turned out really well. Uh, I'm very glad to have Mandy Holcomb as my guest. You need to check her music out if you have not heard Mandy before. Extremely talented. You can get this track for free if you go to rickleyjames.bandcamp.com. You'll be able to download this track, and um, you can actually get you can buy the studio version of the song over at my webpage at rickleyjames.com, or go to cdbaby.com and just look up Rick Lee James. But here is our song to start off the show today, Sacred Heart of Jesus, live on Radio 100.7 FM, WEEC. 
Sacred heart of Jesus, filled with boundless love, broken by our cold ingratitude, pierced by our transgressions, yet loving us still. The only hope we have is found in you. We're longing for you. We're desperate for Your grace. We hear Your invitation ringing through this place as You say, "Come to Me, all who are weary. Bring in your burdens and leave them here. Bring all your sin and sorrow." And all of your tomorrows, and I will give you rest. Oh, sacred heart of Jesus, merciful and true, teach us how to do the Father's plan. With compassion, help us be like you, taking on the needs of hurting men. We're longing for you. We're desperate for your grace. We hear your invitation ringing through this place as you say, "Come to me." All who are weary, bring in your burdens and leave them here. Bring all your sin and sorrows and all of your tomorrows, and I will give you. To you, come to me. Come and be made new. Come to me, broken down by sin. Come to me and never be the same again. Come to me, all who are weary. And leave them here. Bring all your sin and sorrow, and all of your tomorrows, and I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. Hey, that sounded pretty good.
And uh, that voice and applaud at the end was our friend Chris Grinrod, station manager at WEEC. Thanks again to Chris Grinrod and to Mandy Holcomb for singing with me on 100.7 FM WEEC. Well, today I have a little bit of news for you. I haven't done news in a while, but there is some newsworthy stuff involving past podcast guests and friends of the show, Andrew Peterson and Jason Gray. And here we go. This just popped into my head. It's news to me. Well, 2012 was a great year for Andrew Peterson. Not only was he on the Voices in My Head podcast, which I know was the highlight of his year, but he also began the year by touring with Stephen Curtis Chapman, and he also released a new album, Light for the Lost Boy. He toured with Caleb, and uh, 2013 uh, or 2012 actually also launched the 13th annual Behold the Lamb of God Christmas Tour. Uh, he packed out two Christmas shows at the historic Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. And uh, to top it all off, Light for the Lost Boy was named one of the 10 best albums of 2012 by USA Today. So pretty high praise all around. It was a great year for Andrew Peterson. And 2013 is off to another great start for him. Uh, he has a new music video from Light for the Lost Boy, You'll Find Your Way, my personal favorite song from that album. He also made a quick stop at the Grand Ole Opry. He got to play with people like Riders in the Sky and Ricky Skaggs, who, you know, just some amazing, amazing musicians. And February through March, Andrew will be hitting the road with another past podcast guest and friend of the show, Jason Gray. They're going to be on the Storytellers Tour, and you can join them if you're in uh, Illinois, New York, Virginia, Georgia... Uh, several other places they have on the list, but go to uh, Andrew Peterson's website. Just go to andrew-peterson.com slash events, and you'll be able to get some tickets for that, and you'll be able to read more about his news. But I want to say congratulations to Andrew Peterson on that, and congratulations to Jason Gray. The two of you have had a, really a great year, um, and I'm I wish you were coming to my area because I'd really like to have you on. But I'm going to do my best to get you both on the show, maybe together in the near future, and we can talk about the Storytellers Tour. So congratulations to both of you guys. Looks like it's going to be a great year in 2013. This just popped into my head. It's news to me. Well, we've got lots going on today, as always, here on the podcast, and uh, I want to go into our next segment, which has a lot to do with our guest artist, Matt Scott. Uh, he was the inspiration for Question of the Week this week. Question of the Week. Well, question of the week for this week had to do with hymns, actually. Uh, the question was, what is your favorite hymn lyric? And we had lots of answers, and I think I'm going to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to start with the end of my list, that is, people who answered last, and go back towards the beginning and uh, let our first answer be our last answer for the day, just to highlight them a little bit. But we had a lot of great answers. When you talk about hymn lyrics, I didn't mean just like which hymn is your favorite. I really was thinking about which lyric, which line of a song, which phrase um, really has become favorite and, and meaningful to you. And here we go. We had a lot of answers from listeners. Joanne Marshall says, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Colleen Andrews says, This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Debbie Ray said her favorite lyric was, Grace, grace, God's grace. Dexter Etchison says, All my love is due him. Matthew Cole, who was our guest last week, he wrote in and said his favorite lyric was, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night, 
Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke. The dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Charles Wesley. Great from Man Can It Be. Jackie Barrett Stevens. Hey, Aunt Jackie. Nice to hear from you. She said, When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Roger O'Neill, our friend from Cedarville University, wrote in and said, My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. What? Great lyrics we're getting today. I really appreciate these. Jeremy Lefevers, hello, old friend. Good to hear from you again. He says, honestly, not sure if this Getty tune is a hymn, but it should be. Let me just say right away, the I believe the definition of hymn is actually any song of praise to God. So uh, we often just say what's in the hymn book, uh, and we think of them as being a little bit older and, and timeless, I guess, in some ways. But this counts. It's a new hymn, but it is a hymn. And it's from uh, In Christ Alone. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. As a Wesleyan uh, theologian, let me say, that's good Calvinistic theology. It's, and I mean that. It's really good stuff. Kevin Moen, our pastor from down the road, our good friend, uh, says, I'll love thee in life, I will love thee in death. And praise thee as long as thou lendest me breath. And say when the death dew lies cold on my brow, If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. John Waldrop says, When it is dry, I can't help but think there shall be showers of blessings. Daniel Coots wrote in and he said, Could we with ink the ocean fill, And were the skies of parchment made, Were every stalk on earth a quill, And every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. I love that uh, that lyric. Actually, we're singing that at church this Sunday, Daniel. Uh, not that you go to my church, but just telling you. Verna Stanton wrote in her favorite lyric was, My chains fell off, my heart was free, I rose, went forth, and followed thee. And Randy James, my dad, he wrote in and said, I need no other argument, I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. And this brings us to our final answer this week for question of the week, which was Kate Barrett. Good to hear from you, Kate. She said, my chains fell off, my heart was free, I rose, went forth, and followed thee. I guess San Can It Be is the winner because that one turned up a couple times on the list today. Those are some uh, wonderful, wonderful lyrics. Thank you for sharing those with our listeners today. Next week, we'll have another question of the week for you. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be, but keep watching the website and we'll get it to you. Thanks for participating in. Question of the week. Well, my guest today on Voices in My Head is Matt Scott, a brilliant singer and songwriter. He has a new album called Poets and Saints, which was re recorded in Alston, Massachusetts. It repurposes hymns from as far back as the 1700s. On it, Matt tells the redemptive narrative of the world's creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. It, the album was engineered by Benny Grotto, who has also been in 
involved with product, projects by Aerosmith and Ben Folds. And I know the album is going to find favor among fans of Dylan, Wilco, Ray LaMontagne, and Ryan Adams. It's got a back porch, southern-soaked, folk country twist, and this album will cause you to reimagine the way you experience hymns. Honestly, it's a really good album. It's not like anything you've ever heard when you think of hymn albums before, and I give that as a high praise. Just this past weekend, I was talking with some fellow songwriter friends, and we were saying that um, if you're going to rewrite hymns, you better have tunes that are at least as good or better than the originals that come through. Well, Matt, I think, has done this. It's a really great album. You can find a documentary about it online. It's about 10 minutes long, and it really gives you some great behind-the-scenes footage from the story. You can get this on his website, which is the2645project.com. Those numbers are actually just digits. You don't have to spell out 2645, but it's just the2645project.com. You can get his new album, Poets and Saints, on iTunes. I am really thrilled to be able to talk with Matt Scott today. I think you're going to enjoy this interview. We're going to start out with a song from his new album called Praise the Lord, All Praise and Blessing. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head. Praise the Lord, all praise and blessing. Render to his mighty name. Thank him ever for his goodness. Now and ever more the same. Now and ever more the same.
Well, Matt Scott, thank you for joining me today on Voices in My Head. I've really been enjoying your music, and I'm happy to be able to get to pick your brain a little bit today. Well, thanks so much, Rick. It's great to be um, great to be on here. So it's it's an honor. Thanks for for asking me to be a part of it. Sure thing. Our listeners already got to hear one of your songs as we started this interview, Praise the Lord, All Praise and Blessing. And uh, we're going to talk more about that in just a moment. But this hymns album is so unique and it's so good. And so I thought our question of the week this week should be catered around uh, the question of hymns and hymn lyrics. So uh, we had a lot of listeners that wrote in answers to this question, and I'm curious to see what your answer is. But the question is, what is your favorite hymn lyric? Oh, that's uh, that's a tough one because you know there's so there's so many. Um, but I'd probably say, um, well, the over, overall one of my favorite hymns is this hymn called "Awake, My Soul, and With the Sun," um, which, as typical, you know, it's got a crazy long title um, that's incredibly difficult to remember, but. <laughs> It was a hymn that was written by a man named Thomas Ken back in the 1600s, and he wrote for um, these these boys that were kind of at this boarding school that he was uh, mentoring and pouring into their life. And this was even before, you know, Watts and Wesley, and people were strictly singing kind of the scriptures. And so moving away from that and into kind of what we understand hymnody now, that wasn't going on then. So he wrote... For these boys to only uh, only sing this in their private devotional time in their in their rooms. And um, anyway, there's like 15 verses, and it was meant to be sung um, morning, midday, and at the evening. And then at the very end of each of those, it's where we get the doxology: "Praise God from whom all blessings flow." Oh wow! Um, yeah. So there's a beautiful story behind the whole thing, but um, I find myself returning to that hymn again and again, uh, reading it, meditating on it. And um, I think the first stanza is, Awake my soul and with the sun, um, thy daily stage of duty run, shake off dull sloth and joyful rise to pay thy morning sacrifice. Um, so as as most are, it's just beautiful poetry. And um, I, I really love that hymn. Very nice. Very good. Um well, let's talk a little bit about your new album because it's called Poets and Saints, and it was recorded in, uh, and I believe your home state of Massachusetts. Is that where you're living currently? Yeah, my wife and I are living uh, just about 30 miles north of Boston, and originally I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, but we've been up here for about six years, and so um, we recorded in a studio called Mad Oak, and it's uh, kind of nestled in this little um town of boston and uh it was a great experience awesome and there's a really neat documentary with that too that i had the chance to check out and uh, it was maybe 10 minutes long or so uh but it really gave you not only a, a glimpse kind of of the music i guess we can say a glimpse of music you can't really see music but uh, i also got to yeah. see sort of behind the scenes and uh it looked like you guys were just kind of all in a room together and we're recording everything live was is it mostly a live album with all your musicians and everything yeah, so um, the recording experience was was really unique, and I'm by no means a professional. This this was actually my first full length studio album. Hmm. Um, 
that I've done. But I, I really just love the live sound, the organic nature of of things. I'm really drawn to the way that stuff was tracked, you know, back in the 60s and 70s and recent projects like, you know, the Robert Plant, Alison Krauss uh, project and some Ray LaMontagne stuff. So what we wanted to do was just put everybody in a room and um, we flew all these people in from all over the country and um, we basically would, would run a song for two hours or however long it took to get it to where we thought it needed to be. And uh, we're all just playing the room. We didn't use a click. We didn't use any headphones. Hmm. So if you, could, if you can imagine, my guitar has a single microphone a few inches in front of it, and it has to be heard over the drums, over the electric guitar. I mean, it's just kind of wild. But um, So it was really difficult, but also really fun to track that way. Man, and it sound it it well. How do I say it? It doesn't sound like it's tracked like that though, because everything is so clear. And uh, oftentimes it feels like when you get a bunch of musicians and and instruments and singers all in a room together that there's so much bleed over and stuff. But gosh, it's so clear and just. I mean, I think it really was uh, the perfect choice for this album. It sounds very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, our mutual friend Stacy Lance actually is the reason that I found you in the first place, and <laughs> she was a guest on the show just a couple weeks ago, and uh, man, I love her music, and uh, from what I understand, she is doing some singing on this album with you as well. Oh, yes. So, I connected with Stacy in Nashville a few years ago. Um, we, My story is very similar to hers. I actually listened to the podcast that you guys recently did, and I was like, wow, my, my story kind of follows hers um, a lot because I also tracked an EP with Michael Spooner at Red Couch Productions, hmm. um, and that's when I met her. And basically, I'd heard her voice on a few projects, and they were like, you got to get this girl to sing. And so um, I actually was, was uh, out at dinner or something when she was doing all of her um, background vocals on the on the first project and I came back and I was just she's like I don't know if you'll like it and I listened to it and I was like in tears it's just like you are amazing and you're, <laughs> you know uh, so when we tracked this when we uh, started this project we basically said who do we want in the room and she was the first person I said I want her here I want her singing all over this thing and she also played keys and um, you know you've heard her stuff it's just really incredible and so I've, I've pretty much made about any recording i ever do I, i'm gonna do what i can to get her um <laughs> on it you know? you know and you're not the only one i think uh, a lot of my friends in nashville have that same vow you know it's like it's not gonna be officially done until stacy sings on it so. exactly yeah <laughs> but yeah what what a great talent and uh i i really think we're gonna be hearing a lot out of her even in the mainstream in in the not too distant future and what a great voice and such a sweet mm -hmm. lady but but i want to say in addition to that uh your own sound is very unique and it's I don't know how I would say I guess I would call it a very powerful presence whenever you do sing from the very first uh, time I heard praise the Lord all praise and blessing um, I told my wife last night I, I said Springsteen you know when it first oh, yeah. came on and uh, and just in some of the ways that you know it's got that great kind of electric guitar riff when it starts some of the ways that you phrase when you come in and I thought 
This is uh, this is great. It was almost as if uh, someone with a, a little bit better tonal quality than Springsteen came in and decided to do a hymns project, and I, which is right up my alley. Great stuff. I love that kind of folk rock music. So, well, that's a that's a great compliment, man. I thank you very much for that. Um, well, tell me a little bit about the writing of this because. What I find so unique about this project is usually when I see an artist that does a hymns album, it's almost always just the same hymns, you know? It's like, well, let's do How Great Thou Art, let's do Amazing Grace, let's do And Can It Be, you know, yeah, yeah. really want to stretch. And I didn't I didn't really catch any of this on this album, and, and a lot of your songs, they go back, um, you know, into the 1700s, and some of them are even some more obscure things, so... Just kind of tell me all about it. I, I want to know about the selection process and, and where kind of the rewriting came from. And Just go ahead. I'll let you talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, so my friend um, Daniel Paul, he's the guy who, who produced the album. So he, from the very beginning, just, just walked with me uh, closely all the way through, and we did some, some writing together. But when we started the project – you know, I've, I've cherished hymns for a long time. And I said, I, I think I want to do an album of hymns. And, and I didn't want to, like you mentioned, I didn't want to just redo all creatures and how great thou art. And, um, I, because I've stumbled into hundreds and hundreds of hymns, um, that, that really have just, I'm like, how has no one ever heard of this or how have I never sung this before? And so part of it was trying to shine a light on some of those lesser known hymns mm -hmm. and but what really kind of fueled the whole thing is i said i want there to be some continuity i want there to be a lot of thoughtfulness about this album and so i said you know i really i really felt led to to put it together in such a way where it tells this redemptive narrative you know the creation fall redemption and the final restoration and so um what made it um, difficult in some ways about doing that is most hymns actually, or a lot of hymns actually follow that narrative in the actual hymn. You know, they start with, you know, God made a world and then, you know, we sinned, we need a savior and we're all going to heaven. Um, but what I wanted to do was just kind of shine a light on these specific movements of that. So on the creation one, the first track, I just wanted to say there was a time that God made a world and it was beautiful and it was good. And, you know, just, can we sit with that and can we ponder that before everything goes wrong? Um, so I just started diving into all of these hymns. Um, I collect hymnals, so I have, I don't know, maybe 30 or so from all different kind of traditions and all different uh, time periods. So that was fun for me to go all the way through and just say, what texts can tell the story in a way that I think would serve it best. And then after that, I went and wrote the music to the, to the lyrics. Wow. What a neat concept. I, I really feel like this is um, very unique, which is something it's hard to find among this kind of music. I, I don't think a person would actually listen to it and think, wow, I'm listening to hymns. You know, I think they would, they would think this is a, a really great, you know, indie folk rock album. Uh, but then to find out the depth of the lyrics and, and where you're pulling those from is really phenomenal. So, um, so my hat is off to you, sir. And, <laughs> and 
not Thank just you. not just because I'm not wearing a hat right now, but <laughs> so, um, tell me some of your favorite moments because uh, I I know that on, on some of the tracks there's different instrumentation. Like I know there's some banjos that go through and some pedal steel and things like that. Just tell me some of your favorite like maybe musical moments on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So definitely one of my favorite moments, um, you know, you, we, we hoped that we would be able to kind of walk in and not have to spend an entire day on a song, you know, to just gel and say, okay, your electric part works. What you've written is great. This banjo part is great. Let's lock in, you know, let's track it a couple of times and then be done with it. But that didn't always happen, you know, cause it's, it's, it was incredibly, difficult with all of us had never played together so it's just trying to fill the room out and learn how one another plays and so a couple days go by and we're doing really well but we come along this song holy spirit truth divine which i think is the eighth track on the album and um i had an idea for it but it was still really underdeveloped and uh this guy named ben mon who he came in from Arizona. He played dobro, accordion, electric. Um, I mean, you know, and and he actually says that he's a drummer by trade. So it's like this <laughs> this guy was playing everything. And I said, hey man, you know, can you write a dobro part? And he's like, well, sing the melody. And five minutes later, he's got this nasty dobro thing going. <laughs> so we're going back and forth. And then Joe Langley is playing. You know, that amazing harmonica all the way through the record. So he's on it. And then we get John Funkhauser on the upright bass. And so we ran it once or twice, just feeling out the song, not recording it or anything. And um, and Benny, the guy who engineered it, and Danny, they said, I think it's good. Uh, let's let's track it. So we ran it one time um, and uh, it's like we're missing something. And so Danny just walked out and he played drums on the thing and uh he said, I'm going to do kick and shells, and it's one take. I sang it live. The whole track is one take. So that kind of two and a half minutes of of time was captured and frozen. So that's the only thing that there's no overdubs. I didn't do a vocal later on. It's just that is exactly what we played, and we never touched it. And so huh. that was a special moment for me. And um, I think there was, uh, you know, glory be to Jesus mm-hmm. was – Really, I mean, just the emotion and the passion put into that song. And then the first time we heard it back in the room, um, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Um, that was that was really special. That that hymn is, some, is one that I treasure a lot, and it moves me every time I play it. And um, so there were a lot of moments in that song when we were tracking it and listening back to it where I was just um, struck by uh, the power of it. Hmm. So, yeah, I think I mean those would be a couple. There's a, there's tons. I mean, I could talk for hours sure. about all the awesome all the awesome moments, but um, those are a couple for sure. Well, and those are those are special times. And and by the way, I don't know what kind of an instrumentalist you are all around, but those kind of people make me sick that walk in and say, "I'm a drummer, but today I'm going to play dobro and banjo and you know the, all these." Other exactly. Things. Well, you know, and that was the thing too. A couple, I play a few different instruments, and people were like, "Hey, so you're going to play this on the album?" I'm like, "Absolutely not," because all the people I'm bringing in are like a hundred times better at everything you know, that I could ever touch. So just let them do their magic. 
it's almost like, yeah, I'm a NASCAR driver, but today I'm going to fly a plane. You know, it's like, <laughs> like what? Exactly. Hold on. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't have any formal yeah. training, but I can do it well, you know, so. Great. I'm sure I can figure it out. <laughs> well, that sounds like uh, really neat. How long did it take you in the studio to do this project like that? Yeah, we did the whole thing in four days. Wow. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, I'm pretty um, – I'm one of those guys that I'm very atypical in the music, musician world in that I go to bed at 10 o'clock and get up at 6. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm ready to, you know, give me a full eight hours and I'm ready to go. Sure. Um, but we went kind of on a schedule from 11 in the morning to midnight or, or 2 o'clock. I mean, we were we were really, we were really burning the candle because that was just the, all the time that we had in the studio and, you know, with people being from out of town. But, um it all came together, which is just amazing. So everyone worked really, really hard, and um, I, t- I tip my hat to everybody. Yeah, well, that, that just goes to show you, you you guys are just some incredible musicians that can come together. But then uh, let's you know let's not discount the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, helping you too in the midst of all that and bringing those things together. Uh, what a great story to be able to share. Even some of the things that you were telling today, I, I kind of get little chill bumps thinking about, you know, because as one who records myself, things just don't always come together like that you know when you're in the studio you you go in and expect okay i'm gonna knock out three songs today two days later you have one you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh my goodness what's going on you know i can play these fine usually so mm-hmm. um that's that's awesome to hear that story and for those of you that are listening that that don't know how grueling sometimes it can be in the studio that's a really amazing thing to say this album was done in four days especially when you hear it and it sounds like something that you know artists labored over for months you know so uh it's it's a really good listen so listeners make sure you go out and get a copy of poets and saints it's a really inventive record uh if you don't know some of these hymns i I guarantee unless you're just some sort of hymnologist you're actually not going to know a lot of these hymns but you need to know them they're they're rich they have uh some great meaning for believers uh and and one thing that i think makes a hymn a hymn is its timeless quality and i know the definition of a hymn is really just a song of praise to god but um i think hymns that we traditionally think of you know that stand the test of time is they do have some sort of timelessness about them because of the truth that's inside so well let me let me ask you real quick your website is the 2645 project could you tell us what the 2645 is I'm sorry, sure, I said that that's, backwards. I, I said 2654. Right. I meant 20. <laughs> I have a little touch of dyslexia. That's okay. I think, so. <laughs> hey, you're not the first one that's uh, gotten confused on that, so it's let, all right. Let me try right. that again. It's the 2654project.com. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yes, you're correct, Rick. It is the 2654project.com. And what we decided, my wife is a wedding photographer and an amazing artist. And, um, what we decided a, a while back is to kind of combine a website that featured both of our art forms um, together. And so I photograph with her also at these weddings. And so it's just a place for us to say, hey, this is who we are. And, um, you know, I'm a musician. She's a photographer. So, you know, this is kind of how we express our ourselves and try to capture and create beautiful things. And um, the number comes from our first house where we lived in Mobile, Alabama together right when we were married. And it was wow. 20, 2654 Ralston Road. And I think it's 
you know, being an artist is really, it can be tough in a lot of ways because there's this great fear of if I ever express myself or put it out there, is it going to get totally rejected? You know, are people going to criticize it and hate it? And so it, for us, that was the first place where we really started to have uh, some courage to say, okay, we're going to take our art on the other side of this doorway and, and kind of release it to the world and see what happens. So um, we're just encouraging other people to do that as well because, you know, art is a gift. Music is a gift, and uh, it's meant to be shared, and it's meant to be experienced. So well, That sounds great. Now, let me ask you, are you doing any sort of touring to promote this record, or do you want to start doing that? Or t- Tell us a little about that. Yeah, well, I'm actually, in, in March, I'm going to uh, tour down the southeast and all the way down kind of to, to Birmingham, Nashville, um, that area. So I'll be hitting places like... Fairfield, Connecticut, and uh, Washington, D.C., Annapolis, Maryland, Raleigh, Charlotte, Atlanta, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Um, and I'll be doing a combination of concerts at churches and also house shows and just, you know, trying to play the album um, before people. And uh, I, think, I think we lost your feed for just a second. You said playing the album before people, and then I lost you. Am I back? You're back now, yes. Okay, great. Yeah, so just you know, headed down the East Coast and tried to play the album all the way through and promote it and um, connect with as many people as possible. Great. Now, are you looking to add any more shows to that tour, like along the way, or anything in the future, or how? If I guess the reason I ask is, say someone was listening right now and wanted to have you, and maybe they were on the path of your tour, or maybe they're not. How would they go about getting in contact with you? Yeah, well, I'm I'm certainly wide open to that. The the tour is um, pretty full at this point, but anything on the front or back end of that, um, I would love to um, to jump on that opportunity. And the best way would just be to go to the twenty six fifty four project dot com. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, there's a, a tab on my music page that just says booking. You can just shoot me an email there, or, uh, you can connect with me on Twitter, um, just twitter.com backslash music Matt Scott. Great. Excellent. Now, I noticed there's a, a, a glaring, you know, missing area, and that's Ohio, so I'm going to have to figure out how to get you over here in Ohio where I live one of these days. But Oh, yeah. Uh, that's I, I'd love to see. Are you are you actually touring with your band, or is it going to be kind of just you and a guitar, or how's it, how's it working out for your tour? Yeah, it's just going to be solo uh, for this one. Actually, Stacy uh, is going to join me for a couple of... Uh, of the concerts down in Birmingham and then up in Nashville. So that'll be fun to connect with her. And, uh, we're gonna, um, she's gonna have some time to wow everyone with her awesomeness. And then we'll sing some of these together. Um, but yeah, just solo on this, on this tour. That's great. Now yeah. there's, there's a really cool documentary that I already mentioned a little bit on the show, but it, it goes behind the scenes with this project. Um, I, I wish every artist had the foresight to think to bring sort of a camera along and, and tell the story. Uh, but tell us about, uh, you know, how you got that documentary made because you can still watch it online. And I believe it's on your website on the 2654 project. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right, Rick. You can check it out on, um, on our website there or if you just YouTube poets and saints, it should pop up, um, Great. hopefully. But, 
Yeah, we used uh, Kickstarter.com. Mm -hmm. uh, are, you, are, you, are you familiar with Kickstarter? Oh, very much so, yes. Yeah, so I was just incredibly blessed and um, so grateful that we were able to raise um, you know, around $12,000 and then an additional three or four grand came in just from people just saying, hey, I heard about what you're doing and just want to uh, support. So once we kind of passed over that 10,000 mark, which was our goal, then we were able to say, okay, we want to bring in a guy to come and docu document this whole thing because we really think it's going to be a special experience. And so my buddy Trey Talby, he's down in Mobile, Alabama, and um, kind of on the verge of, um, you know, being known as a, you know, documentary guy, film and, and all that. So we brought him up, and he was just amazing to uh, – just filmed the whole thing, and then we went back and forth, back and forth. And uh, he, he just put together a beautiful, beautiful documentary, which I think is a gift to everyone who supported uh, for them to be able to see kind of where we were and what we did, but then also to the wider audience to kind of get a glimpse inside really what the project's all about and um, how it came together. Yeah. Well, it's fun to watch because you, I, I told Stacy whenever I saw this, I said, was this recorded in the 1950s in Memphis or something? Because, I mean, it really um, – and, and it just has this feel when you're looking in the studio like it's probably really, isn't really how it was. But I almost imagine like the Sun Studios or something and all the musicians being gathered around and kind of, you know, um, not necessarily a single mic, but similar to the way you guys are set up. And there's parts of the documentary that, you know, you hear the slide guitar playing and everything and, and i thought boy this has such a uh, almost memphis vibe to it you know so. yeah totally well, i mean the, the studio was just so cool it was um it was actually like behind an auto mechanic place and there's just like a white door that's all rusted out and it just says mad oak on it and you're like seriously you know is this <laughs> you know all the people were like you brought us here what what is this <laughs> <laughs> but you walk in and it's just got this amazing vibe. You feel so comfortable and it, the studio is just so warm. And I tip my hat to Benny Grotto, who's the engineer, and he, he just did an amazing job. And um, yeah, it was it was super cool. Yeah, well, let's do a quick plug for him too, because uh, obviously, listening to this, it, you can tell it was recorded at a great studio. But his name is Benny Grotto, and he's worked with people like Aerosmith and Ben Folds, and now Matt Scott. Uh, <laughs> tell us what was the the studio you said? It's called Mad Oak Studio. Mad Oak, that's right, and uh, it's in Alston, A L L S T O N, Mass, which is just um, kind of off of the Cambridge. Um, side of of Boston and uh, an amazing amazing engineer incredibly great to work with he he works super fast but as you've mentioned uh, you're not losing any quality um, in that at all I mean for him to record everything that he recorded with all these multiple instruments and changing off and in between songs uh, he's just he's a wizard man and I would I would recommend anyone to work with him that could that's great. Well, and, you know, there's a lot of musicians that listen to this show, so hopefully we can get Benny a little more business going his way from doing that. But I think yeah. it's it's one of the neatest projects I've seen in a while, and I, I think we're going to hear a lot more about it in the coming days. So to my listeners, I want you to go, and I, I, I don't know that I have any power over you guys, but I, <laughs> if, it was, if it was up to me, you'd all go and buy a copy of Poets and Saints. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it at, uh, I believe, on CD Baby as well. Well, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
and uh, it's it's really a worthwhile listen. You guys need to check it out. Um, I I just was with some writer friends of mine. I, I do some writing with Lifeway Worship, and uh, this past weekend we were discussing, um, you know how it, how it seems to be. Um, a, a lot of the the newer songs are kind of um, repetitious, and a lot of them say the same thing again and again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of writers are going back to the hymns because there are some really timeless, theologically correct things. There's some depth and some richness there that we don't always get to hear. So um, I just encourage anyone, uh, whether it be this album, Poets and Saints by Matt Scott, whether it be that you can get your hands um, on some old hymnals like he talked about. He said he probably has 30 old hymnals from different denominations. Um, there is a richness and a life there that has not gone away. And uh, mm-hmm. I w- would just encourage any listeners to uh, to let this be a part of your growth as a Christian and, uh, and, and a part of your growth even as a poet. Um, that if you're a writer, um, go to some of these great hymns like Matt has done. He's really set a great example for us in doing this. So first of all, we, we thank you, Matt. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for sharing your album. Is there anything else that, that we've not touched on that you would like to share with listeners today? Um, no, Rick. I mean, I think, I think we hit most of it. I'm just, um, well, one thing I would like to mention, I guess, um, if if anyone is going to buy the album or or listen to it or, or whatever, I would encourage them to do so in, in in its entirety because that's the way that we wrote it. Is it's a narrative and it's meant to be understood in that context. So if you know, at some point, I'm sure people are going to say, "Oh, song four is my favorite" or "Song seven is my favorite," but really, it's meant to be understood and listened to um, as a concept album in its entire context as a narrative. So that would be my, my only request, uh, is that people might be able to engage with it in that way. But um, it's been great to be with you today, Rick. I'm, I'm so honored, and, and uh, it's, it's great to uh, share this time with you. So thank you so much for asking me to be a part of it. Oh, man, my pleasure. Well, we're going to close the podcast today by playing your song, Sing, O Sing, This Blessed Morn. And Matt Scott, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. Thanks, Rick.
lifted by him to the skies Christ is son of man that we sons of God in him may be God comes down that men may rise lifted by him to the skies Christ is son of man that we sons of God in him may be God comes down that men may rise lifted by him been listening to voices in my head the official podcast of rick lee james if you'd like to know more about me and my ministry my music my life go to my website at rickleejames.com and i'd love this to be a community experience so if you call 937-505-0162 you can leave feedback you can give me suggestions for future shows you can even record comments that i can play on the next podcast so let's make this something really great together 937-505-0162 thank you so much for listening to voices in my head the official rick lee james podcast god bless